Welcome into the Power Alley. If you're familiar with the podcast, I'm your host, Pat Melicaro. We're just about halfway through the month of June. The Buffalo Bisons have just finished up a pair of six-game series at Trenton Thunder Ballpark and are now getting set to head out on the road, taking on their Thruway Cup rivals, the Rochester Red Wings, followed by the Syracuse Mets. A couple of six-game series just down the 90, and we'll take a look at those matchups coming up later on in the Power Alley, including some of the statistics offensively and on the mound for the Bisons pitching staff through the first two weeks of June. Also fill you in on the latest in the standings in the AAA East Northeast Division. But as we enter the third week of June, the Buffalo Bisons have now had four home series at Trenton Thunder Ballpark, a pair of 12-game, 13-day homestands under the belt of the Trenton Thunder, including the general manager and chief operating officer, Jeff Hurley, who is our guest here in the Power Alley this week. There is a lot that has gone on between the Bisons and the Thunder front office from Jeff's perspective and from the Bison's perspective as well. I thought it'd be a good opportunity to catch up with Jeff and just find out what it's been like since the first phone calls were made from the Bison's and the Toronto Blue Jays to Trenton and the reality that the Trenton Thunder would have to figure out how to move their MLB Draft League team to a different location to accommodate AAA baseball here in 2021. And that's where I start my conversation with Jeff. Thanks for taking some time to join us today. Have you had a chance to take a breather and take the last couple of months in after all that has gone on in Trenton? No, no, we have not. Uh, but certainly it's it's all been worth it to have AAA baseball here in Trenton. Um, our fan base certainly uh, uh, deserves baseball in this city. And, and we were very excited and, and ready to go with the MLB Draft League. But um, while talking to uh, Mike Buchkowski and, and Anthony and, and Buffalo, who put us in uh, touch with Toronto, this, this came about. So certainly excited uh, to have not caught my breath because we opened with back-to-back -back, uh, 12 games in 13 days. Uh, but uh, certainly all worth it and, and wouldn't change it. And I don't think our staff would either. But uh, they've certainly been, been, been working hard. And can you take me back to those first conversations? And you know, what, what was your initial reaction when, when someone reached out and asked you if Trenton would be an option and a possibility to host the, the Bisons this year? Well, I... I you know, we consider ourselves certainly having a top tier facility uh, in the country and and minor league ready. So, you know, when we had mentioned to to Mike up in, in you know, with Buffalo that, that we might be interested, if it all works out, it would have to be, you know, work out for the Blue Jays and the Bison and then also work out for the Thunder and the MLB Draft League. So um, but but as discussions started to, to ramp up and, and we had a feeling that this could be, uh, you know, something that happens. Uh, it, it was, it was excitement. We were looking forward to it. Um, another challenge, another, uh, you know, uh, thing that our staff could step up, come together and work hard for. So yeah, it was certainly, it was certainly fun to be in those discussion discussions. Toronto was great to deal with. Uh, Buffalo was great to deal with. So, um, we're just, you know, happy we got it done and happy we're here right now. And I'm sure, you know, from, from a minor league uh, employees perspective, you know, so much gets thrown at you throughout the course of a season. You're almost ready for anything or ready to step into any role. So I'm guessing when your front office, you had those conversations with the people that work in the Trenton front office, it was all hands on deck, whatever needs to be done uh, to get this ready uh, for May baseball. Am I right? 
Yeah, I think in the first staff meeting, I, I, I when we were getting close and, and I mentioned to him, hey, this could be a reality. Uh, the first thing I said, and myself included, is job titles are gone. Uh, it, it's everybody is, is going to band together and do what we need to do to get the job done. And what people don't realize is, is, is one, coming off a lost season with all the teams uh, having a financial impact, two, going to a shorter season with the MLB Draft League, which means less staff for us. Um, and then three, we were planning on opening on May 24th. And when we got the official news in early April, we lost 20 days off our operation. So subtract 20 days, which we all know what type of a grind it is to open up your ballparks in, in, in the usual month of April. But two, we were working with half our staff. So I was really proud of what our staff did. I think that gets lost into what happened um, with this situation is uh, people don't realize that that you, we lost 20 days in our operation to make sure that we were prepared to host a triple A level, let alone what we have been in, in double A since 1994. So, uh, you know, I'm very proud of the staff, very proud of how everybody pitched in. A few former employees came out to help on weekends when they could. So I think, you know, everybody was proud. This this organization should be proud of, of what they've done and what they've continued to do throughout this season so far. And I'll add another component into the mix as well. And, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I mean, now in the in the era of COVID-19 and the different protocols that were in place uh, when the plans were being made, you know, those the restrictions have eased, but I'm sure that was another element of subtracting 20 days and adding in different um, policies that had to be in place uh, to be ready for COVID-19 process. Yeah, I think, you know, for us, it was uh, you're, you're going off of restrictions and uh, you're also uh, dealing with a shortened sales season. We had a schedule set. We had been promoting since, uh, you know, January and then all of a sudden it's a new schedule out. Our fans are prepared for this this draft league and and we're excited and, and promoting the hell out of it during the offseason. And it's like to come to a screeching halt. Here's your new schedule. By the way, you start 20 days early and oh, you have to follow these protocols from MLB. And you want to make sure that the facility is safe, not only for your staff and players, but your fans, too. So uh, a lot of wrinkles that, that came to a lot of challenges, a lot of obstacles. But but we certainly plowed through them and and, and made sure that we followed everything. We, we stayed in touch with MLB. We stayed in touch with the Bison. We stayed in touch with the Blue Jays to make sure that, you know, everything was prepared from the players down to the, you know, through the staff, down to the fans. And speaking of the players, now how has their, your interactions with them been uh, since the team uh, came to Trenton and, and how they've, you know, observed some of the changes in, in the ballpark? You know, uh, it, it's been very limited for me because of my access as I'm not a covered employee, but I've certainly, you know, through a distance have have been able to you know get some opinions from them I've talked to Casey Candell uh, a lot and our coaching staff um, you know I, I I think it's been pretty good uh, I, I think they've been happy through this whole process um, you know they I think they understand the situation as well of of us you know they found out about the same time we found out where where they were going so they understand but Players have certainly been great uh, uh, from what I've heard and, and, you know, talking to Lesh a little bit, who's our home guy, a Buffalo guy, um, and, and my director of ops, Brian Rock. Um, you know, they've, they've been great through this whole process, very friendly. Uh, if you do see them, they'll say hello. Uh, Casey's been great to work with and, 
and, and Corey, Jeff Devo. And I know I'm missing other coaches, Caleb trainer and, and Justin. So uh, from top to bottom, it's been a cool experience. It's something that, you know, when you're in minor league baseball, they said, you know, opening up a new stadium and working an all-star game. Well, uh, you know, transplanting a triple A team into another facility. I guess you could check that one too. Absolutely. And the one thing just in our conversation here, I'm struck with is the familiarity, maybe a lot of the players with Trenton Thunder ballpark, because they've played in double A for New Hampshire or other teams and have come through Trenton before. So I'm just guessing, you know, just, just thinking on a human level that them having been through the area before uh, has to certainly make things a lot easier on uh, not only the players, but the, the staff and everybody around. Yeah, I think that helped back in 2019. A lot of these guys did come through uh, New Hampshire, but a, a little bit different side. Uh, they were on the visiting side of things. So when uh, we're going through all this and, and I'm introducing myself to the coaches, uh, they, they're like, wow, we never seen the home side before, even though, you know, Caleb has been here through New Hampshire as a trainer and a lot of the other guys. So certainly uh, I, I'm sure a couple of went to the wrong dugout at first, um, you know, the, maybe the wrong locker room, but yeah, I, I think that they have been familiar uh, with, you know, the playing surface and, and a little bit of the clubhouse uh, just switching sides, but you know, we wanted to make this a, a very easy transition for make them feel at home, uh, have this place clean, ready to go, add some Blue Jay signs to it. Um, you know, it's a unique experience with the Trenton Thunder on at home and the Bison on the road. So, uh, you know, making sure they're covered at home with the Thunder stuff. And then when they hit the road, they have what they need, which Scott has taken care of. So, um, again, it, it's just been a great experience on my end, obviously stressful, um, but but you know, working with, uh, you know, the coaching staff and the players and, and, and our staff, I, I think everybody's been, been very happy so far. And for uh, fans that might not know the, the MLB draft league and uh, Trenton's expected participation in it prior to hosting the Bisons, you know, what were some of the, the things that your front office had to do uh, to transition the team over to Ryder university and get that situation settled away? Yeah, that was another obstacle that we had to deal with myself and, and Brian Rock, my director of ops. Uh, we tried not to get the whole staff involved because we wanted them to concentrate on what was going on at our ballpark. So um, it was moving equipment over, getting the uniforms ready. Uh, on the draft league side, I don't, I, I don't think I realized how much player interaction you would have. Um, you know, on, on the, uh, as the GM with an affiliated ball, you have very little interaction with logistical uh, you, logistics getting players from one place to the other where we were kind of handling that as well so uh, you know working with the league we still wanted to stay involved we knew we you know we would be in the draft league whether it's this year next year so I didn't want to burn any bridges work you know gave the GMs a head up heads up worked with the uh, the league and MLB and and we think we found a pretty good situation with Ryder obviously it's not a minor league facility but they've done a tremendous job of trying to make sure that our guys and the visiting guys are taken care of uh, during this whole process and um, so you know I'm very happy with with and thankful that we have you know Ryder on our side to help out during this situation. And speaking of uh, the Bisons in Trenton, this seems like the results have been there and the, the comfortability is, is tra translating into wins. And, uh, and, you know, just watching some of the games on MILB.TV, the fan interaction has been great. How has the fan reception been uh, since this was announced and, you know, seating capacity has started to open up? 
It's been great. I've, I've seen a lot more Blue Jay uh, t-shirts and hats than, than I thought I would, uh, which is, which is good. This, this fan base is, is certainly a baseball fan base. They love to be a part of uh, a baseball and, and, you know, where we sit, we have Yankee, Philly, uh, Mets, Red Sox. Um, we just have baseball fans in general. So when the Blue Jays came in, I think, you know, they, they took to the Blue Jays. It's been a, a very loud crowd. They've been into the games. And, uh, you know, the other good thing about this is, is uh, Toronto's got some talent within their system. So you're seeing some not only AAA top-level baseball, but you're seeing really, really good players like Nate Pearson and Manoa, who's now pitching with the Blue Jays. But, um, you know, Riley Adams, who had just left to go up. But, you know, Cologne, it, it, it's been a talent driven team as well so it's fun to watch and and you know for me I've been in double a this entire time with with since since I got my start in 2004 I didn't really realize how much of a difference triple a and double a is just the skill set is a little bit you know it's not as raw there's tons of talent in double a but you got a lot of veteran guys that that have had big league time that are just so smooth and um so it's been a lot of fun to watch and and you know, having all these teams come in and it, it's been good baseball. You mentioned you know, the veterans and a guy like Jared Hoying, who was just signed by the Blue Jays uh, a little while ago. And another addition, uh, Christian Cologne signed out of independent baseball going into the year. So, you know, to your point, uh, not only is the, the young talent there, but the veteran talent that has really helped lead the way and, and made things exciting for, for some of the fans as well. Yeah, Hoying, uh, I think he put one in the river yesterday. It was an absolute rocket. And, uh, um, you know, so you're right. It's, it's a good mix of, of guys. When you look down the roster and you click on their names, you're like, wow, you know, X amount of in the big leagues and years of experience. And then, you know, you do have Nate Pearson, the number one prospect for the Blue Jays. Manoa, who was, I think, top five or top six. And, um, you know, Riley Adams catching and, and, you know, you, you kind of keep – I've never really kept track of the Blue Jays system too much, but now I find myself doing that a little bit. And, and oh, by the way, how much young talent they have in New Hampshire as well. So, um, you know, it's it's been great. We got to see Biggio play on a rehab the last three days as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's just been fun. I'm looking forward to, you know, the, the rest of the season with these guys. And, and um yeah, it's, it's just been a great experience baseball-wise and, and, you know, running a team organization. And you mentioned uh, our head of clubhouse operations, Scott Lesher, uh, a little bit earlier on. And the one thing he keeps harping on to me is you've got to come to Trenton. And trust me, I want to come see your ballpark, not only in the picture behind you, but I'm looking forward to coming to Trenton Thunder Ballpark because I have to see the bat dog. I mean, that yeah. is unquestionably it, the, the hat right there. I mean, yeah, that is the star of the show, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, to start the season, MLB guidelines, it, it, it didn't allow rookie to, to get out and get bats. And, and now um, we, we asked for approval and we were able to get it through Major League Baseball and through the Toronto Blue Jays. And I think when, when the fans saw him get his first at bat, I think the players, when they saw him get his first at bat, um, it, it got a huge ovation and, it, and that continues. And yeah, the dogs, that's always our attention getter. And, and, and they're great to have in the office. They're, they're, they're tremendous dogs. We have rookie who's I think seven years old now been retrieving bats for about five years. And, and Dash, who's our little puppy, who's, who's a, a crazy little pup right now in training, but uh, it's just fun. And, and for the players, you know, to interact with them as well, a little bit um, it, it's, it's been great. It, it's kind of that comfort level 
for our players when they're here, just the, the, you know, a lot of them have dogs, a lot of them have, you know, are away from home. So it gives them that homey little feeling, but uh, yeah, the stars of the show are right here. And uh, um, yeah, you got to come down and see them. That's, that's certainly a, uh, the price of admission right there. No doubt about it. And uh, if there are any Bison fans that are planning on making the trip to Trenton this summer, because I know just watching the games, there have been quite a few who have traveled already. What are some of the things uh, that they should be ready for at the ballpark? Maybe something they should try when they when they come to Trenton Thunder Ballpark. But give us the the quick uh, cliff notes version. Well, you, you hit the nail on the head. The first one is you you got to be in your seat during the bottom of the first inning uh, because you got to see the bat dog. But uh, in Trenton, in New Jersey, pork roll is the delicacy. Uh, we have our designated pork roll stand, so we do different types of pork roll sandwiches. Our Thunder Dog, which is a hot dog wrapped in pork roll and cheese, is a must when you're here. And we also have a Sticky Pig, which is a pork roll egg and cheese with crumbled bacon on a glazed donut. Uh, it has a little bit of uh, this, this spicy jam to it. Um, so that's one. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and then, you know, just seeing the ballpark as, as well. It, it, it's a great place. Our, our partners at, at Mercer County have done a great job of keeping this place up to date and upgraded and new lights, new seats, new wall pads, new infield uh, prior to the 2020 season. So um, yeah, bat dogs and pork roll and beer. What's, what's better than that? Absolutely. And before I let you go, I just have to ask, uh, how's our friend Scott Lesher doing uh, with, with the folks in Trenton? Is he, is he behaving himself? Uh, Scott's the man, uh, you know, we're thankful to have him when, when this was all going about, uh, we, we've never hired a home clubhouse guy. So talking with Toronto, I've said, uh, you know, working with the Yankees all these years, they've always provided us with one. What do you guys do? And they say, well, it's kind of on you. So Anthony and I had talked and, and Scott being from Philly um, was, was, I guess, interested and, and, you know, Anthony put us in touch and uh, Scott's been great through the whole process. He's, uh, not only good at his job, but uh, just a, a great guy to have around the organization. You guys are lucky up there in Buffalo of, you know, wears many hats, a, a helpful, you know, looking to, to help out in any way possible, very unselfish. He gets along tremendous with our visiting guy who was here in 2019. So they work a little bit together as well, but yeah, I can't say enough about Scott. He's been a lifesaver through this, this whole situation. He kind of, he came into a clubhouse that was, you know, getting truckloads of equipment from Buffalo and from Toronto, from Dunedin. And so he, he pieced the uh, clubhouse together and, and he also has to uh, prepare for two different sets of uniforms as well. So um, Scott's been great, such a nice guy, happy to have him down here. We may not give him back, but uh, you never know. We, we have, we have Philly down here, which is his hometown. We have pork roll and pizza and the Italian restaurant. He keeps saying, you got to get up there for the wings though. So that might be a trip for me. Sounds great. Well, we'd love to have you at Salem Field uh, whenever that is. Jeff, thanks for taking some time today. Best of luck the rest of 2021. And uh, like I said, looking forward to come to Trenton soon and seeing Trenton Thunder Ballpark. I appreciate you having me, Pat. Looking forward to, to getting some Buffalo fans down here and, and, and you included and, and hosting you guys and, uh, and, and having some fun. Uh, thanks once again to Jeff, and I cannot wait to get down to Trenton Thunder Ballpark, hopefully very soon, and see the Bisons in action in Trenton. And as the herd enter play here on June 15th, they have a 17-17 and record. That's good for third place in the AAA East Northeast Division. The Bisons and Lehigh Valley tied at 500, while the Iron Pigs are 18-18. and Scranton Wilkesbury continues to lead the North. East Division, 23-11 and 11 on the season, having won a pair straight from the Bisons. 
Worcester in second place after a rough start. They've won six in a row entering play on Tuesday, June 15th at 23-13 and 13 on the year. The Bison's next opponent, Rochester, eight games below 500-14-22, while Syracuse sits in the basement at 11-25. and 25. Losers of seven straight, including going back to the finale at Trenton Thunder Ballpark a pair of Sundays ago against the Herd. It'll be good to see the Bisons just down the road in Rochester at Frontier Field from June 15th to the 20th. After the finale at Frontier Field, the Bisons will move an hour and a half down the road further away from Buffalo to Syracuse, getting set for a six-game series against the Mets June 22nd through the 27th, an opportunity for the Herd to gain some ground in the Northeast Division before eventually taking on the likes of Lehigh Valley, also Worcester, and again, scranton Wilkesbury at tail end of the 2021 season. Well, despite some of the struggles against scranton Wilkesbury late in the homestand, the Bisons had very good success over the first two weeks of June, thanks in part to the pitching staff. Still the best earned run average of any team, not only in AAA East, but in AAA baseball, period. The Bisons as a team have a 3.33 earned run average. That's best of all 30 teams in AAA baseball. Durham right behind at 3.34. Gwinnett, Sugarland, and Jacksonville round out the top five. There's only four teams, Buffalo, Durham, the Stripers, and the Skeeters are the four teams below a 4.00 earned run average halfway through the month of June, so six weeks into the season, and the Bison pitching staff having allowed 124 runs, 108 of those earned, by far the fewest earned runs in AAA baseball, have done a good job of holding their opponents at times to very small run totals and giving the offense an opportunity to cash in, and the Bisons have done just that here in the month of June. Taking a look at some of the offensive stars for the first two weeks of the month, Riley Adams is in the big leagues now, but through four games in the month of June, Adams had five hits in 12 plate appearances, good for a 417 batting average, three home runs, four RBIs, and that was one of the reasons why Buffalo was able to take advantage of Syracuse in the first series part of the homestand, and also in that first series, Forrest Wall continued his trend on the base paths, not only a 389 batting average, 7 of 18 at the plate, but once he was aboard, he got over an in-scoring position, four steals, a 4-for-4 four four performance before landing on the injured list on June the 8th, dealing with an injury right now. Hope to have Forrest Wall back in the lineup very soon. His 12 steals on the season, one of the top marks in AAA East, and he was right there in the mix for the top stolen baseman in AAA baseball as well. Also taking a look, Kevin Smith playing in all 12 games of the homestand, a 359 batting average, and the power numbers are there as well. Five doubles, two home runs, seven RBIs for Kevin Smith. Also drew nine walks. Looking at the slash line for Smith over the first two weeks of June, a 490 on base, 641 slugging percentage, good for a 1.131 OPS, one of the best marks, really the best on the team of the consistent players in the lineup. Riley Adams is better, but only in four games. Kevin Smith, through 12 games here in the month of June, better than 1.000 OPS. So really doing about everything for the Bisons at the plate, in the field, and helping Buffalo to a 251 overall team batting average here in the month of June. Also a player like Cullen Large continuing to pick up his success at the plate only a 216 batting average overall in the month. However, seven of his eight hits 
in the month of June came in the series against Scranton Wilkesbury. And looking at the opening game of the series, an 0 for 4 performance that dropped Large's batting average down to 186. But thanks to seven hits over his next four games, Large's batting average now sits at 216 in the month of June and 219 overall on the season. So raising his batting average over 30 points in the process, including a 3 for 4 game against Scranton on June 11th cashing in a couple of RBIs as well. And for large, the RBI totals have been there. Seven RBIs, including six of those, coming in a four-game stretch against Scranton Wilkes-Barre. On the mound, Nate Pearson made a pair of starts, a one-and-one record. So Pearson notching a victory, 14 strikeouts in nine innings of work. Nick Allgaier, a start and two overall appearances. The lefty has nine innings under his belt in the month, 13 strikeouts as well. And Anthony Kay pitching three times, including once in a Major League Rehab assignment. 0-for-1 with the herd. Touched up for several runs in his performance on Sunday against Scranton. But 18 strikeouts in the process of 12 and two-thirds innings pitched. That'll do it for us here on the Power Rally this week. Hope you enjoyed our conversation with Jeff Hurley from the Trenton Thunder. Hope you're staying up to date on the latest in Bison baseball. You can find it at Buffalo Bisons on social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also catch up on the latest at our website, bisons.com. Until next time, here in the Power Alley, I'm Pat Malacaro.